so we need to now backtrack a little bit on uh, Charles well, Poliquin. Pol- Charles Poliquin. Charles yeah. Poliquin. I am now recording. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> it's making. It's making making stuff. pretty patterns. Mm. Um, and uh, the point was that I was reminded um, in terms of when you're training in the gym for um, muscle size, mm. your sets need to be at least 30 seconds long, 30 seconds to 70 seconds long to get the maximum size gain. That's not strength though, isn't it? No, like it's not strength. There's a big difference between strength and size. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, you're, cross- you're much more crossing into kind of endurance, mm. cardiovascular uh, response from your weightlifting. Okay. Yeah, definitely not strength. Mm. I mean, you have to be strong, but yep. it's endurance. different type of strength. Yeah. Yep. Strength endurance. But yeah, 30 seconds is it's a long time dip, dip, depending long on time. what you're doing. Mm. Like if you're squatting 100 kilos. That's a long time to squat. Or it's just more reps. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Just more reps. Yep. Yeah, it's a lot more reps. Yeah. It's more reps than you think. That's why a time is like quite useful. Mm. Yeah, I guess it is. And then I guess you don't actually want to slow your rep down too much. No. So you still want to leave a good pace. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Four, one, two, or whatever you, you bring can, it You up. can have like a, you can have a stop in, a stop in contraction. Mm. Like you can do a second hold or a two mm-hmm. second hold and then continue the repetition. Okay. But That's yeah, so, the, so the more tension you can keep on the muscle, the better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's a way to lengthen it a little bit okay. rather than just pure reps, but still, still going to be, you're going to get into double figures on your reps for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, it's not a bad thing. Mm. No, it's not a bad thing. Bit of discomfort. It's a lot of discomfort. Short-term discomfort for some long-term gain. Feel the pump. Yeah. You have to go buy some new clothes and stuff. Because <laughs> you've got mass, you've been working out. Yeah. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I don't want to get big. I want to get stronger again, but I don't want to get big. Yeah. Life doesn't work well for big people. No, it doesn't. My clothes are not really designed for guys that have any muscle on them. Life is also just not really designed for people who are as wide as they are tall. Like it just doesn't, doesn't work. No. Car seat's not designed for it. Oh yeah. That's only designed to take someone of a maximum load of like 85 kilos anyway. That's amazing, isn't it? Like mm, That they still design cars to yeah. only take that load. Yeah, because... Yeah, yeah, people are that, not getting smaller. Like, no, exactly. <laughs> 80 kilos is... Uh, yeah, it's not that heavy. Not but also ones if you have someone who's like six foot five, the likelihood that their natural body weight is 80 kilos is pretty no, low. No way. And so, yeah, so that's really interesting. Damn. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, warming up in the gym. This is going to be interesting. People just, well, people are still taught, I think, I think they're still taught the same old shit. Static stretches, yeah. Yeah, yeah like either either a little bit of a static stretch mm. or like you go on a piece of cardiovascular equipment. Yeah, you just got to get the heart pumping a little bit more. That's the only minutes. important thing. Yeah. yeah, warm up the core temperature. Yep. Yep. And then crack, crack on. on. Yep. But that's not intelligent. Um, it doesn't seem like the logical way to approach it. Mm. There's got to be a better way. Also, when was the last time you saw like a lion warming up? Uh, it's a very so good point. One of Something that you said to me a couple of years ago where you're like a lion literally just kind of sees something, has a bit of a stretch and then just cracks on. 
So we should arguably be able to do the same thing. Yeah. But I understand that there are times when you probably would want to warm up a little bit more. Mm. It's or a, for like a squat. Like if you were going to go into the gym just to go squat, yeah. you'd probably want to warm up for that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think should you. an important distinction is like where do you spend a lot of your time? Mm. So for a lion that's arguably living in a very functional... Wow, that was loud, wasn't it? <laughs> Quiet, isn't it? Um, an animal tends to live in a very functional space. Mm. So they move the body uh, intuitively and typically through like complete ranges of motions. Yeah. Whereas most humans <laughs> are definitely not <laughs> residing in functional spaces, right? No. Like, so, you know. They think it's functional though. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, if you spent, I don't know, if, you, if you're going to the gym tonight and you're like, tonight I'm squatting. Mm. Okay, what have you done for most of the day in mm. order to kind of warrant going to squat? Well, I've sat down on, on an office chair for most of the day. Okay, is that a good precursor to the mm. squat? No, of course no, it's not. No, totally. So are you going to need to warm up considerably? Mm. Yeah, you are. If you've been, I don't know, if you've been doing landscape gardening all day mm. and you're conscious of not being one hand dominant, so you're kind of switching all the time and you're moving kind of a body through a full range of motion, do you then need to kind of spend a massive amount of time warming up for your squat routine? Maybe less so. Mm. Would it depend on how long of a time period it's been between when you stopped doing the landscape gardening and when you entered the gym yeah so if it's like a two hour window you'd probably need to warm up yeah a little bit but if it's only like half an hour yeah then you probably wouldn't need to probably you could probably get into it pretty quickly mm. yeah assuming biomechanical mm. kind of issues aside well you just broached the whole idea of one hand dominance throughout the day mm-hmm so you're telling me the warm-up would be different if you were unconscious of your one hand dominancy than if you were actively trying to mitigate it. Mm. Really? Well, especially, especially say, in, like, landscape, like, you know, if you're using a pickaxe, but yeah. you only ever swing yeah, one yeah, okay. way, like it's going yeah, yeah. to screw you up then for moving into a gym gotcha. kind of environment. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So many things mess humans up. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Hmm. Um, and so... Like, you know, sort of going back on the point is that it's so often taught that stretching, stretching without thought. Mm. So it's like, here's a routine set of stretches. Mm. So you can do these pecs, mm. quads, hamstrings, blah, blah, blah. So you're going to do all these stretches and then you're going to go and do a chest workout mm-hmm. or a full body workout. But you've just gone through all of these stretches. Mm. So you've stretched all of the muscles to an equal amount, right? Yeah. Which means that any imbalance that was there in the first place is still an imbalance. Yeah, if not worse. Because you you just stretched everything. Mm. You didn't kind of, or you weren't taught or shown or instructed to kind of look at the body and go, oh, your, your quads are fine, but your hamstrings are tight. Mm. Or your hamstrings are fine, but your quads are tight. Mm. So we don't need to stretch your hamstrings. Mm. We don't need to stretch your calf. Like mm. we, we need to focus on that left quad and your right hip flexor. Can you do that? Yeah. You can mix and match. You don't have to equally stretch both sides of the body. You want to tune the piano before you play it, right? Okay. Yep. 
So you don't want to just generically stretch Tune everything. Yeah, you don't just want to kind of go, oh yeah, I shall stretch both my hamstrings. Do you need to stretch both your hamstrings? Like you're touching your toes on that side, but you're getting nowhere near it on the mm. on that side. Like is like is there an imbalance that the point of stretching is to kind of aim towards balance? Okay. Rectify any imbalance that's in the system. Um, is the way I would approach any kind of stretching. But then I wouldn't stretch fully cold either. And then what do you what do you do? <laughs> So, so then I would kind of look at right, what workout am I doing today? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Yep. I would start moving towards uh, mobilizing for that workout. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's pick squats as an example. And we're going to do like a barbell squat. So the barbell is going to be on, the, on our back, on our yep. shoulders. So, okay, have I got enough flexibility, first of all, to get, keep my hands on the bar mm-hmm. whilst it's behind me in a, in a good position? good place yeah that might might mean i need to stretch pecs yeah like if i trained chest last week that was my last workout but my chest is still sore i might need to stretch the chest mm. out or mobilize the shoulders or mobilize my thoracic spine so i get good arm extension so i can get the bar comfortably behind me keep my arms on the bar mm. so i'm probably going to go into kind of lightweight squatting mm-hmm. or at least getting into the position first of all and starting to figure out, yeah, okay, there's there's some tensions and I need to mobilize those guys off. So mm-hmm. I'll mobilize before kind of any stretch pattern. Oh, okay. So I'll warm a joint mm-hmm. through movement. Then if I still feel like it needs stretching, because sometimes just mobility is enough. Mm-hmm. Because again, what did you do before you got to the gym? Like is your body stiff because you haven't really moved? So actually you need to move the body in order to loosen it. Mm-hmm rather than kind of like a static stretch, which isn't movement. No. So static stretching doesn't always help. But does it ever? Because you're still stagnant, whereas a body needs to move. Would static stretching ever help? Yeah, if you, if you use it at the right time. Oh, okay. So, I mean, and, and again, I, I'd want to warm my body up before doing kind of developmental stretching. Mm-hmm. And again, I'd probably use mobility stuff first. Okay. Before then getting into like a stretch workout. Okay. How would you mobilize? Is that just doing the movement? Uh, yeah. Like with like no weight, no yeah. load. Yeah. And just seeing if you can keep it centered. Exactly. Anything like going? you're just looking for where, where's the restriction at? Okay. So sometimes like you need, you need a training partner or mm. you need a trainer like mm. to look at you and kind of go, yeah, okay, there's something weird going on with your yep. calf, your knee, whatever, mm. right? Mm. So then you can, okay, I need to do some mobility work here. Maybe I need to foam roll it because okay. it's quite an active process. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I say, static stretching is static. There's no movement occurring and you're, you're trying to put movement into a static system, mm. like a, a system that's been stagnant. Is it possible to go from being stagnant to like too much movement? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you the difference between someone who's like hypermobile or hypomobile. Okay. So someone who's really kind of loose in all the joints and they have like too much flexibility for, say, mm. the given task at hand. Yep. So they're not able to stabilize their joints. Mm. 
those are the people you'll often find like in like yoga classes, like they'll be, they'll do the movements because they they find them easy or they yep. really enjoy it. Hmm. Where there's a good chance they need a little bit more stiffening. So they need to lift maybe some more weight oh, okay. to stiffen up a little bit so their joints are all protected. Yeah. I think you told me a couple of years ago as well, it was um, flexibility, stability, strength, mm. power. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the hierarchy of how you should build. Yeah. That's really interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so flexibility and stability are kind of key. Mm. So you, you have... Yeah, good range of motion, but you have a stability across that range of motion. Mm-hmm. The conundrum. Yeah, a little bit. Mm. But I just think it's worth pointing out to people to, if they find themselves with their gym program, that they're sitting on a bike for 20 minutes or 10 minutes mm. before, say, going to do some squats. That's not a great warm up. Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so the squat is a, Will you squat just mm. because? But you could argue any kind of free weight pattern is complicated. Mm. Requires a lot of neurological uh, alertness mm-hmm. to do it well. So the body has to be awake. Yep. Whereas a lot of static cardiovascular equipment is very mundane. Mm. Like you can do that stuff and not even think about it. Mm. So it's it's typically switching off the nervous system. Okay. Whereas you want the nervous system switching on. Mm for the task at hand. And also, um, unfortunately, the carryover, the neurological carryover. So whilst, you know, if you jump on a bike, yes, you're moving your knee and your ankle and your hip, you're not using the muscle and the Mm. nervous system in the same way that you would in a squat. Mm. So it's all about sort of neurological command or setup, if you like. So if the brain is kind of saying, I'm now doing a squat and I shall recruit muscle fibers and engage the system in a way that facilitates the squat Mm. is completely different to what happens when you're on the bike. Although Mm. you might think, yeah, but the joint's still moving through. So the nervous system isn't getting that correct stimulation in in the same way that, you know, uh, if you were going to go for a bike ride, you probably wouldn't want to warm up doing lots of squats and lunges. Not really, no. No. <laughs> it does, doesn't make any okay. sense. Um, and that's why equally running on a treadmill mm. neurologically is extremely different to running on the road. Because you're not actually propelling yourself. Yeah. You're just keeping yourself like a float. One doesn't condition for the other, mm. which is, it's again... It's like spinning classes don't condition for actual bike riding. No. It's very different. Yeah, you have to go on the road. Mm. If you want to be good at riding mm. on the road, mm. you have to go on the road. Um, so t- performing exercises that are supposed to warm you up relative to what's coming doesn't work. It only warms you up for what you're actually doing. Yeah, of so, course. So if you want to warm up for 10 minutes on the rower, do five minutes on the rower. Gotcha. Just <laughs> easier, yeah. Like, if you're going to go out for a run and you mm. want to warm up for that, then go for a fast walk. Like that's going to be closer to getting you ready for the run than anything else. Does the outside environment have a impact on whether or not you would need to warm up? So obviously you probably more likely need to warm up when it's cold than when it's warm. Mm-hmm. Do you still need to warm up when it's warm? It's a good question, yeah. Can humans 
warm up through pure like environmental exposure it's it's definitely a contributing factor so like just go get in the hot tub would that warm a human up enough to then perform exercise uh you've not asked any demand on the muscle yet so you haven't you haven't no you haven't like pulled any of the energy out of the muscle yeah but you're warm like physiologically you're warm yeah physiologically you're warm whether the joints whether the joints are kind of ready or stimulated Um, that just sounds like a torn bicep, if I'm honest. Mm, could be. <laughs> Again, you know, in the winter months, like, mm. yeah, wear light, layers because mm. it helps. Mm. So, you know, when, yeah, when you're in a cold gym, keep layers on until you're warming, mm. until you're kind of adequately yep. warm. Mm. Then you strip off, get the muscles out, use mm. them, and then cover back up again, right? If it's really cold in the gym. Yeah. Definitely. Surely you would only cover up to maintain muscle growth. Like cold exposure stops the um, the inflammation response. It does. So actually cold exposure after an exercise keeps you small, but keeps the strength gain. Um, kind of. Yeah, so uh, if you were kind of really driving for muscle size, yeah. as an example, yeah, you definitely wouldn't go cold mm. after a workout. Yeah. yeah, and then you can't do like cold exposure for four hours after. Yeah. Trophy training hypertrophy. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I would do any kind of cold exposure Mm. probably the next day. Mm. Yeah. Oh wow, that's mad. But then that's that's when you're looking for your healing response anyway. Mm. Is the next day Mm. or next subsequent days? Yep. So then you can use the cold exposure. But yeah, yeah. If you want like muscle size, yeah, kind of be careful with cold exposure. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. So. Yeah. But yeah, warming up. I think people should like, have a look at their exercise program and see what they're doing. Yeah. Like, what is the main body of your workout consisting mm. of? And does your warm up look anything like the movement patterns that you are supposed to be doing or going to be doing? Probably not. Because they need to. The yep. warm up needs to look similar to the workout. Okay. Um,. Is it a problem if the warm-up is longer than the workout? Would you cool down then? Is there such a thing as cooling down? There is such a thing as cooling down. Is that more for the heart than the muscles though? Mm. Yeah. It's for the like the system that actually pumps the blood and the yeah, oxygen yeah, to yeah. kind of but, tell that guy like you can you can <laughs> right. put your feet up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So again, that's that's when you can throw in a light bit of cardio. Okay. Kind of because as you say, it's more for the heart as mm. opposed to the system. Yeah. So in a perfect world, your warm-up and your cool-down would probably actually be longer than the physical training that you're doing. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, if you were looking, again, taking squats as an example, if you were planning to do some like really heavy squats, mm. you're probably only going to do like one or two working sets, i.e. here's the load that I need yep. to move, that's my working set. Yep. Your warm-up sets, you might be doing, yeah, like multiples. Six, seven, like mm. warm up sets because you're building the weight up progressively okay. until you hit that working load. Yeah. So but, yeah, uh, okay. From a time perspective, when you actually analyze it, probably the working set isn't going to be very long. Mm. The warm up that took you to get there. Okay. Yeah, you blew my world the other day talking about how some guy was building up to his PR. Mm. 
He was actually like load. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a case of like get in the gym, do one little set, and then we're going for one rep, one rep max. Yeah. He spent ages actually working up to it. Yeah, which is really interesting. Yeah, that goes against kind of everything I was taught. Yeah, because everything I, I was taught was a case of we're doing one rep max, so don't use the muscle at all. You're only allowed to use it for the exercise that we're one rep maxing. Right. So that's kind of the um, mainstream idea around it. Mm. Yeah. I think indeed. Uh, used, I think I used the example then when we were talking about it was like Usain Bolt or mm. any kind of sprint. Mm. Like they come out on the track and then just boom, go. Yep. Do you know how long they've been warming up yeah, our yeah. back? Two hours. Yeah, two, yeah, yeah. Two, yeah like hours. a really long time. They've been warming up. They get up. really annoyed if there's like a delay to the race because yeah, they plan their workouts so perfectly and their warm ups and everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so they, they get really frustrated. Mm. And so we as the public just see 10 seconds yeah. of madness you don't see all the warm-up stuff mm. like that oh well you were warming up for hours mm. yeah 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 we were so we could come out and run optimally for mm. 10 seconds yeah uh. mm. kind of wish they did show you some of that stuff yeah i think at london they did kind of try to they were warming up in like the tunnels mm. in the stadium kind of thing i think there's and that is a problem that kind of people fall into with running Mm. Running is a bit of a classic, you know, so they put their shoes on, they go out the door and they just run. Yeah. Yeah. So they did zero warm up. Mm. Is that why you always see like track sprinters and runners? They kind of go through the high knee thing and they do like the foot shuffle. Doing all sorts of drills. Mm. Yeah. They're just firing the legs up and down in different rhythms and stuff. Yeah. Just get the nervous system actually primed for that. Right. The only the only people you ever see doing those warm ups are the people who have like elegant running mm-hmm. gates. Yeah, you're like you look good running. Yeah, you look good running. Yeah, yeah. It annoys me about um, a lot of uh, movies mm. where you know they they picked an actor for whatever reason and the actor's got a, a physical scene. Yep. and they're running and you're like, oh my god, you can't run. Mm. Like you're supposed to be some sort mm. of superhero. And your right knee ain't talking to your left one. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. I saw one like that where a guy was throwing a football yeah. and American football, and you were just like, "That's how you throw." We got no hope. <laughs> it was shocking. Yeah, yeah. But there's only a few people in movies and stuff that run well, and they spent a long time perfecting the movie run. Yes, the movie run. Yeah, Jason Bourne. Uh, yeah, Matt Damon. Matt Damon and Tom Cruise. They're like the two people who run really, really well on film. Yeah, because they've spent a massive amount of time mm. analysing how it looks. Mm. Like it needs to Because of frame look. rate and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I bet when you actually see them running, it's so over-exaggerated. Probably. But then when it comes out on screen, it looks kind of normal. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Michael Johnson. I think it was Michael Johnson, 400 metre runner. American 400 metre runner. What's he done? Oh, he looked great. Oh, did he? Yeah. Just, dude yeah. was born to run kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was like, when when you kind of, you know, talk about like good running techniques and drive with the hips and all yeah. those kind of, dude was. Um, yeah, textbook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like really good. So yeah. nice to watch though. Yep. And then when you see someone that doesn't run like that, you're like, who taught you? <laughs> Where did you learn that? Yeah, well, no one taught me. I just mm. ran. Yeah. I think most people's poor running form comes from. Um, running well injured mm-hmm. so they're like oh, I really want to go for a run but my knee kind of hurts so I'm mm. still going to go for a run and I'm just going to find a way for the knee not to hurt so then they develop this weird like 
throwing movement. Yeah. And then that sticks because when the pain goes away neurologically, they're like, oh, this is how I run now. Yeah. I think that's most people's problems. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So pushing through a, an exercise when stuff's mm. hurting. Yeah, I just push through it. Should you? Loads know? of people do it. Loads of people do it. Yeah. But could that be mitigated if you warmed up properly? Like if you were warming up and, and during those warm ups, you were like, huh, oh, my right mm. knee's a bit weird. Something's going on there. Mm. Maybe I'll take it easy this time. But they just went out the gate and just yep. run. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, that's the run time. That's oh, the only time I get all this week to go for a run. So I've got to make the most of it. Yeah. Yeah. People that squeeze fitness in, you're like, I just went into the gym and bench pressed two plates aside. That's my warm up. Yeah. Really? Could that be a warm up? People think it's a warm up. Oh, right. Again, look at Olympic mm, powerlifters. Yeah, yeah, they always start with just the bar. Just the bar. Mm. Empty bar. Yeah, and I mean, they're bench pressing, what, like two, three hundred kilograms. Yeah. And if they're just warming up with the bar, right. then any normal man can as well. <laughs> you, you could strap a resistance band to it if you absolutely had to. If you yeah, really wanted to. Yeah. But then I haven't bench pressed for years and my chest feels amazing. <laughs> I used to get really, like, I really had, like, nagging shoulder injuries yeah or like pain discomfort from chest pressing yeah bench pressing bench pressing yeah, yeah. um just it's probably too deep it wasn't it was just a whole host of issues but mm. the human anatomy was not really designed for both arms to move in that plane of motion at the same time you could argue that yeah like the way that flexor chains and stuff work were mm. very yeah that movement of the arm is okay biomechanically mm. but it definitely wants to happen one arm at a time mm-hmm the body doesn't want both arms to do that action. Mm, mm. Yes, it's it's definitely like a bodybuilding. Mm. Uh, it's a way to target the just encouragement the chest. Mm. or reinforcement. Mm. Yeah, day I stopped bench pressing was a great day. Mm. But then when you go into a commercial gym, you feel obliged. like a weirdo. Yeah, you do. You're like, do what's that bench. golden? I think they should paint all bench presses gold. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the throne. Yeah, I haven't bench pressed for a long time. Mm. Long time. Yeah. I think you can get a lot better sort of positive impact from just using a cable machine. Like throwing, kind of almost punching, like yeah, almost. boxes and yeah. stuff, loaded yeah. punching. It kind of comes back to why you're in the gym in the first place. Yep. Yeah, six-week transformation. If you, yeah, if you want big muscles, like... Training functionally isn't isn't the way to do it. No. Because you want to isolate the muscle. Mm. So that's fine if that's what you want to do. It's not healthy though. There's, uh, yeah, you could argue it's not <laughs> optimal. Yeah. Because <laughs> you end up with useless muscle mm. that doesn't really work outside of the gym environment. Mm. You also get to a point where the body physically cannot grow the muscle any bigger. Mm. So you're actually enlarging the space in between the muscle fibers. What? It gets to a point where the muscle is big because it's filled with stuff, not muscle. Mm. Which is weird. It is weird. Mm. I've never been to that point. No, neither have I. I don't know if I'd want to get to that point. You've got to be pretty big. Yeah. But also just, like I said earlier, life just gets... Challenging, challenging when you're big yeah well you need to have like fuel yourself yeah, yeah. like the whole thing around yeah. it is bit, yeah it starts to become a bit of annoyance yeah you become a moving mountain basically because everywhere you go you have to have your snacks you have to have 
your sleep schedule, like bang on mm. training schedule, rest mm-hmm. schedule. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be so yeah. predefined. Yeah. Like those guys that you see just like, oh, it's 5.30, yeah. time to eat. Another meal. Yeah. yeah. Not hungry, but I've got to get in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got to force it down. Yeah. You don't look like you're enjoying that. I'm really not. It's <laughs> got the third time today I've had chicken and rice. I've got to repair the muscle. Yep. I need energy. Yeah. yeah. It's hard work. That's hard work. Mm. Yeah, I never got to that stage, thank God. But hats off to the people who do do that. Yeah. Who like actually... Fair play. Live like that. That requires some effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Caught a um, clip of uh, Mike Tyson's podcast. Oh, yeah. And they they were talking about steroids and sport. And Tyson, I think he said he was like, yeah, it's all good. Like if you want to take steroids to run faster or something like that, fine. But if you're going to take steroids to step into a fighting ring to try and like fight another human, mm. that's when it should be illegal. <sighs> why? Do you know Because of like the unfair advantage it would give someone over potentially being able to kill the other person. They can now punch harder, take more punches, generate energy. Like they, if you had a doped mm. fighter against an undoped fighter, even if they were the same weight and everything, same reach, same all of that the dopingness would come out yeah. more unfairly in the combat sport than it would very possibly in other sports. Um, reading an interesting book, which kind of talked about um, fighting mm. in a, almost in a primal sense. Okay. So here's two people, they've come to come to a headlock mm. and in a, in a, in a wild sense, it becomes a, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yep. Otherwise you're going to kill me. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And and kind of the point of the book is that all combative sports these days don't have that as their base level. So it's a really, it's just a ego cockfight. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so you don't actually truly see mm. um, uh, an extreme level. You just see people showing off flashy shit to quote the book. Yeah, I probably agree with that. Actually, if you look at recent USC stuff, yeah, yeah. So you see a lot, of, actually, a lot of unnecessary stuff wow. that's just showy. Whereas it, in reality, it would be get extremely dirty, yeah, very quickly, very quickly, mm. and it would not last long mm. before someone's dead, yeah, or limbs are considerably broken, mm. which you're not allowed to do in no you know, disciplined yeah. fights. Yeah, right? there's rules. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be a whole different game if all of a sudden you're allowed to break the other dude's arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like this, this book was kind of saying that you would never, like in, a, in that kind of environment, you'd never go to ground. Mm. You would, because you go to ground to Dead. die. Yeah, yeah so, you're on so the floor, you, you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. Kind of, it, you know, crosses boundaries in terms of like rules of engagement in war and mm. those kind of things. It's like, why do we have like a code to follow in more, like, well, I'm here to kill people. Yeah. But, oh, I can only do it in a certain way and at a certain yeah. time. And, yeah. you know, these boxes have to be ticked. This is not actually our primal mm. level. It's really interesting. I wonder if people are worried to let humans go that primal. Yeah, I'm sure. But then maybe there's some benefit to that. <sighs> we are primal. And maybe by subduing something so fundamental to us, mm-hmm. it's actually... Like just building up in the back. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, possibly. Or maybe because it's been so many thousands of years of humans arguably being a bit civilised that 
maybe it's not such an issue anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Just you'd never suppress something. You'd always sort of accept it and then integrate it. Mm. <laughs> wow. That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my understanding of like testosterone uh, enhances mm. is that uh, what it does is amplifies your sort of overriding uh, emotion. That's not, probably not quite the right word. So, if you're an aggressive person, mm. makes it worse. Then it'll make it worse. But if I've actually, if you're a bit of a lover, then you'll increase on that front. Mm. Or if you're a manic depressive, it'll increase your depression. Mm. So, I imagine for someone like Tyson, yeah who is a wild... Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that would not be a good mix. Yeah. He probably did it at some point. I don't know. He always... He looked pretty... Yeah, he looked great. But all those boxes, all those heavyweight boxes were... Maybe I was just a... um, Sort of of the times, but look at Holyfield and stuff. I mean, the dude was ripped. Mm. But like big. Yeah. And then if you look at heavyweight boxes now you're like most of them aren't actually that ripped and stuff they're just big heavy dudes that fight there's a few yeah there's like a few ripped. joshua's really big and ripped but then if you look at someone like um tyson fury yeah dudes. but i think there's a genetic component there oh, okay mm. yeah just in terms of how the body's made but we're all the same <laughs> sure hmm <laughs> <laughs> Like you tend to see much better uh, definition yeah. on coloured, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, people. Yeah, I, I was treating a fourteen-year-old guy the other couple Seriously. of weeks back. I mean, it's just dude was a machine. Yeah, yeah. Like that. What the hell do you feed this kid on? Yeah, she's like that. Nigerian food. I'm like that. Damn, mm. like he's lean. He's mm. got like he's six foot summer mm. brother. Like Jesus 14. Christ. Yeah, yeah. Like that video I sent you the other day of that um, young girl racing against college mm. girls mm-hmm. on the track and mm. she won. And while I was watching it, I was like, I'm not surprised why America's so racist. Because if you've got such a young girl rocking up, I don't know what the age gap was. It was probably, what, five years? If you've got yeah. someone five years your junior yeah. just absolutely wiped the floor with you yeah. in a race. Yeah. I could see how all of a sudden people would be really aggressive towards like colored people. Yeah, because they're threatened. Yeah. Mm. Like instantly. Yeah. But you're just like, well, yeah, she's just faster than you. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you're probably better at some other stuff, but you're just going to focus on the on mm. the running thing. Yeah. That was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so there's definitely a genetic component mm. that, that plays a big part in that. Mm. I mean, wow. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I've trained, I've trained like, from a PT perspective. I remember one guy, he was, he was a lovable giant. Mm. Oh, is this the dude that you were like, you could have been yeah. world class? Yeah, it could have been an mo- absolute machine, but yeah. just kind of wasn't so keen. Mm. And it's like, oh, dude, like if we tidy your diet up a little mm. bit, like under, like just hide, you can see the shape mm. just sitting there, just waiting to be unleashed. Like, yeah. You could be a monster. Mm. But he was like, no, I'm not like, I'm just, yeah, just, you know. Full of cuddles, that dude. Wow. Like, really nice. But his perception was, yeah. no, I don't want to go there because, yeah, yeah. you know. To go there, you might have to become someone different. Yeah, which not the case, but. But then if you look at, uh, what's his name? Uh, 
black actor. Um, he's done like Old Spice. Yeah. Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Massive, absolute, like, demon of a human. Mm. But also a super nice dude. Yeah. He's been yeah. training like 36 years or something. And I suspect he's totally clean. Yeah, probably. It's just years of mm. training. Mm. Yeah, just years and, and years just and years. genetics. And years. Con- con- yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Everyone forgets about like the genetic Consistent factor. training. Mm. You know, Good diet. Yeah, nice clean diet, mm. consistent training. Mm. Yep. And yeah, the body just gives, I guess, because mm. you're giving it what it truly needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mad. I mean, you could, you know, the, the Liver King guy on Instagram, mm. Mm. you know, is he clean? I don't know. When you look at his history, you kind of go, hey, he always looks like he's been in good shape. Big boy when he was younger as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. So perhaps he's just, he's got the genetics mm. and he's continued to. Yeah, he's worked Feed those genetics, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, he didn't wake up like that. No. Like him just inject, injecting steroids is not going to make him like that. No. You've still got to put it in the work. Yeah. I think a lot of people think you can just inject this thing and you just, your body just automatically grows to become the best version of itself. It's yeah. like, no, you still need to put it in the work. It's the magic. It's the magic. Paul Check. Paul Check's a good example. Look at him. Look at pictures of him when he was a kid. Dude was in good shape mm. when he was a kid. He's got abs. He's, he's got yeah, yeah. like that. Oh, what were you doing? Well, I was working on a farm. I was mm. fucking eating just good, clean food, right? Mm. You know, homegrown food, literally homegrown yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. Home-raised food as well. Yeah. And then he's maintained that throughout his life. Yep. So now at 60 plus, yeah, fuck. Dude looks great. You're in yeah. great shape. Dude's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Is he clean? Fucking definitely. Mm. In terms of performance enhancing drugs, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't test him for anything else. No, no. No. Um, Wow. Do you think it's easier? It's definitely easier for someone. If you worked out when you were kind of early teen, mm-hmm. there's going to be some um, physiological changes that kind of stay with you for than if you didn't. Yeah. And then I wonder if, if you did it when you were sort of early teen, it's easier for you to then get back into it or consistently keep it going. Yeah. And the only reason I say that is if you, if you look at someone's ankle or someone's shoulder, you have two people, one person that worked out mm-hmm. when they were younger and one person that didn't, mm. you can spot it. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. Like I, if I look at how my shoulders changed dramatically when mm. I started like lifting weight and doing pull-ups and stuff, my body will probably never go back to what it was pre-working out. Yeah. But then if I look at someone who hadn't worked out when I, and say we got into the gym now, trained together, mm-hmm. their mountain would be a lot bigger than yeah. mine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, incredible. I, I think, yeah, it's a multiple thing. You're laying in like a neurological mm. layer as well mm. that kind of says, oh, yeah, I can I can do a pull-up, I can do mm. a push-up, I can do like these patterns yep. at a young age. Mm. Yeah. I think it's easier to get that back then. Yeah, to build it from... Even, even from a layoff of mm. years, years mm. layoff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. If I say, if, if I have someone who's kind of training and they're like, yeah, I've done 30 years of not... Mm. You go, okay. But you got something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. what have you got mm. in, in the system? Could you do pull-ups like, mm. you know, when you were 18? Oh, yeah, yeah, I could bust out a load. Mm. Okay, cool. Could you do push Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, okay. We'll get that back. Yep. That'll come back quicker. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So, I kind of yeah. wish more schools pushed it then. Although the danger is they would push too many people down bad bodybuilding or strength building like I, I, ideas I, and techniques. I think you like could that. easily just set up a, a, a relatively simple program 
okay. for, for kids just like okay can you can you do yeah. primal patterns yeah, right? yeah. can you primal push patterns, can you pull yeah. can you bend can you twist can mm-hmm. you run walk jog mm-hmm. sprint mm-hmm. you know unless you almost just need the equipment you see in some like parks yeah almost each school could have right this is the basic uh, program all kids need to be able to all, do all kids these are the six bits of equipment that you need to be able to do it yeah body weight like only mm-hmm. knock yourself out mm-hmm. that would be great yeah we need to we need to move into like a communist state where every morning yeah they just run through yeah, the yeah, set, yeah. set routine that'd be great <laughs> yeah five minutes of mm-hmm. this job done instilled at a young age yeah yeah let's hope let's hope for some people <laughs> There's always hope. And if not, there's your services. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, got to make a plug at some point. <laughs> also, we're like 40 minutes in. Are we? Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah. Best it's, it's something that I feel we could talk about for a long time. Yeah, we probably could waffle on. Mm. We need more um, need more listener questions. Questions at coffeeandposture.com. Yep. Send us an email. I need to figure out, sort out those show notes then. Get in there. Get in there. Let's go get a coffee. Okay. <laughs>